he almost got killed in a car accident on Harvey's Lake and he was in the hospital for two weeks. Traumatic brain injury. Hello everyone and welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast. I'm Tracy Matasak and in this episode we'll meet someone who is finding hope again after suffering unimaginable loss. All of a sudden Hunter's sister had called and was freaking out crying and came ripping up the road and, and we didn't know what was going on and she was saying something that she got a phone call from the, the kid that Hunter was with and said Hunter wasn't breathing, wasn't waking up. We, we April and I, that's Hunter's mom, we um, we drove to immediately to the general hospital. He wasn't there. Went to Geisinger, he wasn't there. And he never came out of the house because he already died before he even left the house and nobody nobody knew where he was i guess the coroner had t- taken him and um you know because of the pandemic that was another crappy thing that uh we didn't even get to see him until the funeral which was like a week and a half two weeks later that was <laughs> extremely hard not to see him yeah my son had passed away um the day before Easter, and uh, like I said, he was—he just turned 18 in um, January, and he was set to graduate uh, Wyoming area in June. And of course, he didn't make it, but um, that was tough too. You know, having to go to the graduation without him, and the school did a wonderful job of, you know, making sure his cap and gown was there, and and and. Um, the other phenomenal part about this, we don't understand why, but two rainbows came up over the stadium almost when they called his name. <clears throat> and that was, we couldn't believe that. And uh, again, my family was there and friends and, and Hunter's mom was there and his sister Kayla. Uh, it was, you know, I have pictures of it. Uh, it was just something else. WVIA's Mind Over Matter, a mental health initiative, is underwritten by Geisinger. When you hear Geisinger, what comes to mind? A hospital? Doctors? Health insurance? We're all those things. But here's something you might not think of. We're also your local pharmacy. Geisinger Pharmacy isn't just for people in the hospital. It's for you. Want to fill a prescription? We've got you covered. Just need over-the-counter stuff? We've got that too. And Geisinger Pharmacy is run by your friends and neighbors. We're your local healthcare system and your local pharmacy. Uh, yeah, in 2021, um, I lost my dad, my 18-year-old son, and my mom all within a short period, maybe five-month period. And um, uh, very hard to deal with something like that. I, I expected to not be so hard that my mom and dad had passed away because they were older, but but not my son. He was only 18. It was a tragic thing, and um, I just I I didn't expect all three of them to go. I just I don't know. It's just it was a tough year, really tough. 
That was Jamie Donnelly, who shared his story in an episode of a Mind Over Matter TV broadcast. He joins us now to talk about his experience and how he's been able to move forward in the aftermath. We'll also hear from Geisinger's Dr. Samantha Fitzgerald, a clinical psychologist specializing in grief and loss. But first, Jamie Donnelly, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast. Thank you for having me. So it's been a couple of years now since you lost first your son and then your parents all within a few months. I guess the first question is, how are you doing these days? Uh, you know, I'm getting along. Um, I, it's not, it's not easy, but you know, I get up and go to work every day. I just try to keep doing the things that I do, you know, losing your parents, they were both 70 is sort of expected, but they weren't ready to go but but then in the middle of that was my son that left and that's the most hard thing that i'm having a hard time with or you know just just not never easy and doesn't ever go away you told us that your son died the day before easter and while the date of easter changes year to year obviously i would imagine that for you there's a strong association between the holiday and your son's passing. I mean, you've had one anniversary that you've gotten through thus far, and I'm wondering how you sort of navigate that time around the anniversary of his passing. Well, you know, it it, it really hasn't been easy because I know everybody, it was just weird because when it first happened, you know, birthdays keep moving along, everything keeps moving along, and all the kids and stuff, and everybody felt bad for me to, like, Oh, I don't know if we should tell Jamie. I, don't, I said, hell with that. You have to celebrate life. It's just my, just it just happened to me for some odd reason, but don't ever feel bad that you have to ask me or don't want to ask me to come to the holidays or the parties. I said, no, never. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very strong in that aspect. And I said, you know, don't ever feel that way. Anybody. Because... Life is life, and it's just going to keep going. And, you know, unfortunately, I lost my son, Hunter, but it just has to be that way. And I don't ever feel that I'm mad or, you know, any kind of anything. I say, just keep going. I'll be there if I want to be there. If I'm not that day, just don't ever feel that you have to step aside. You know, don't ever feel that. And that's just how I've been. And everybody's been great. Everybody, my whole family. In an earlier episode, we spoke with Geisinger's Dr. Samantha Fitzgerald, a clinical psychologist who specializes in grief and trauma. Dr. Fitzgerald lost her mother very suddenly to a heart attack, and she learned the hard way that not acknowledging our grief can be detrimental in the long run. I think it's something that we're not really prepared for, and so we don't really know what to do with it. And I can say from my personal experience, I think I did all of the things that we would actually consider like to be myths when it comes to grief and loss. So I know my biggest thing was I felt that I should just be grieving alone. I shouldn't be talking about it, which we now know is a myth. But also I felt like this desire to be strong for the people around me and then kind of realize my own emotions were going to the wayside. So I think our immediate reaction is to help other people and be strong for others. But we also need to process our own emotions. Fortunately for Jamie, his fiancée, Jenny, convinced him to talk about his sadness with someone who could help. I finally went 
to a grief counselor two weeks ago and uh, I hated it. But you know what? It made me it made me feel better inside, I guess. And um, I, I thought I could handle it on my own and Jenny is there for me. But you know what? The truth is, is when I go to work and I'm by myself, that's when it starts. And when I'm by myself, that's when it starts and it just doesn't stop. And I just constantly think about Hunter and I wish he was, you know, I wish this, like, and maybe that's the thing that I need to get off my chest because I boggle everything up. And I'm glad that Jenny maybe went, you know, go to the to the creep counselor and um, have another appointment next month. And Jamie, you said you hated it when you went to the grief counselor. What did you mean by that? What did you hate about it? Well, I didn't like because I felt that I was stronger than that and I could handle it myself. Hmm. And it's been two years because the first year was okay. I just went to work every day. But the second year, this this the second year coming on to next week, everything has been getting worse. <laughs> like my pers my like personally, like in my mind. And like I said, I've been lashing out and people getting mean and, and I don't and, and I know a lot of it has to do if you know, if I drink, if if I don't drink. Yeah. But it's still always there. And I guess I drink to get numb. Like that's what I'm trying to get off of my head so I don't do that no more because I don't want to lose anybody. I don't want to lose Jenny. I love my family. They love me. And I just, it's, it's, I guess I needed to, because I keep everything inside and I need to get it out. Dr. Fitzgerald told us that getting it out by acknowledging our grief is really important. Bottling it up can lead to getting stuck in the grief instead of moving through it. So when we're thinking more of this complicated grief, we're really saying that there is something that is interfering with our ability to cope moving forward. So this is saying something is prolonging our grief process. So that can be different things like troubling thoughts. A lot of times we hear that there is guilt related to being able to move on. Uh, dysfunctional behaviors, a lot of times this is where we might see things like excessive drug use or turning to alcohol to cope. There's also typically some problems with regulating our emotions at this point in time and negative thinking patterns. A lot of times we hear like there's this if only thinking pattern, but what happens is this is usually happening for a few years at this point. So there's something interfering with why we can't move forward in a healthy way with our life. Dr. Fitzgerald says having a strong support system when we're grieving can make a world of difference. For Jamie Donnelly, that support system is Jenny. Without the drink and without anything, I just need to do that. Yeah. You've mentioned Jenny a couple of times. Can you tell us a little bit about her and how she has been able to help you through all this? Yeah. Well, um, the day of Hunter Viewing, like I, I had no, I, had, I like, I, I've known Jenny for I don't know, twenty five, thirty years, maybe longer. She's my aunt's really good friend. And I've seen her at the parties and this and that, like, you know, family gatherings. And um, it was really weird because I don't really remember that day, that viewing day. But I remember her walking around the corner. And because, you know, we're all standing in the line. And uh, there was Jenny, came right up, gave me a great big hug. I'm like, Jenny, holy crap, thank you for coming here. And she was crying. You know, of course I was, but I'm like, Jeez, I haven't seen you in such a long time. I'm like, 
this is amazing. And, and then I thought back on that day and I, like I said, the whole day was a blur, but I remember her. I just don't know why, but I remember her. We've never left each other since that, since that day we've been together. And, um, now I'm going to marry her to September 2nd. Yeah. How has she helped you, Jamie? Like just processing the grief and, and dealing with the sadness around Hunter and, and of course your parents as well. What has she done that's, um, that's made it maybe a little bit easier for you to get through all this? She put up with me and my bull crap, what I was going through. And when I say bull crap, it, it wasn't easy. And I'm, I'm very, very, very surprised she's still here. And I've been getting better every day. I try to get better, but she just, I don't know. She knows the right things to say. She sits there and listens to me. She sits there and loves me. Like, it's just like, without, to be honest with you, without Jenny, I don't really know. I, I don't know how maybe I wouldn't have got through it or not. I don't know. And I think, I do think that God, center there to be there because they say that things happen for a reason and I don't know she was there for a reason yeah and it sounds like it really speaks to the importance of having somebody who is there to have your back through everything right who can put up with all the stuff that you go th through when yeah. you're in the grieving process yeah um Jamie you talked about this just a moment ago, but I, I want to follow up on something that you said um, when you said that, you know, people were generally pretty wonderful to you through this process. What were some of the things that people said or did during that time around Hunter's passing that were the most helpful for you? Well, the first ones I want to say is, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little teared up, but um, the first people that come to mind is my boss, his wife, and his son, um, they, they were so supportive to me. They said, I don't care if you need a month off. I don't care what you need. You just get better. And, um, that was very helpful for, for me. And then plus all my other family and everybody just being there to support me. And, you know, and the other part is I'm thinking about me because I lost Hunter, but guess what? They all lost Hunter too. Like my family, you know, and, Everybody misses Hunter, too, and I have to remember that. <laughs> Jamie, on the flip side of that, um, you know, sometimes people in their efforts to help um, can be not so helpful. They might say the wrong thing um, to a person who's going through grief. And I just wonder if um, there was anything that, you know, someone said or did that maybe was not helpful for you during that time. I think that would be useful for people to know. Uh to be honest with you, I have to say no, because the, the group of friends that I have and my family, nobody has ever even said the wrong thing. No, I have to say no. I, I'm sorry about that, but I've never heard nothing bad ever said about Hunter, anything. Even though, yeah, my son died of a drug overdose, accidental, they say, but I've never even heard like, oh, what your son was on drugs? Like look at you, nothing ever. Not not even one time. Yeah, and and it sounds like it, just the fact that there was no judgment that people were just there to support you and lift yeah. you up and help you get yeah. through those really dark days yeah. when that first happened. Um, how would you say that the losses that you have suffered have maybe approached uh, changed your approach to life or the way you think about it? And I guess what I'm really asking is. 
if you see life differently now, like maybe being more aware of how fragile life is and how brief it can be? Well, <laughs> sort of. But to, to be honest with you, again, Tracy, um, I'm the oldest grandson. I'm 50 years old. And I've seen death my whole life. Like my, my great-grandparents were coal miners. I saw my great-grandmother die and be in the casket when I was, I don't even know how old I was, I don't know, five or six or seven. And then my grandmother, there's cancer. Every, every, like I grandfathers, both sides of my family. Like I just seen death all the time. See my loved ones die over and over and over and over and over. And this is probably the thing that kills me the most is that, like I said, I expected my parents to die, but this is the thing that is getting and eating me at the most is that Hunter was only 18 and he's died and he's not here. That's, and that's what I'm trying to process in my mind because I've seen everybody die and they're older, blah, blah, blah. Even a couple of my aunts and uncles were younger, like maybe, you know, forties or something, but, but not 18. And this is what I'm trying to process in my mind to <laughs> make me move on. You know, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. There's much more that we want to talk about. We're talking about grief and loss and moving forward through those experiences. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. WVIA presents a Mind Over Matter Minute. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Faulkner from Geisinger. Creating a safe home environment is vital when a family member is in crisis. Following these suggestions can help reduce the risk and chances of self-harm or suicide. Guns should be stored and unloaded in a locked safe. Lock away knives, razor blades, and other sharp objects. Keep all medications in a locked box. Lock all toxic household cleaners. Monitor online activities for researching methods of suicide or purchasing items that could be used for self-harm. If you are concerned that a loved one has been exhibiting signs of self-harm or suicide, contact a mental health professional or dial 911 immediately for an emergency evaluation. Remember, you are not alone. For more, visit wvia.org forward slash mind over matter or dial 211 to speak with someone who can help. Mind Over Matter is presented by WVIA in partnership with Geisinger. You're listening to the Mind Over Matter podcast, and we are talking about moving through grief and loss. Our guest is Jamie Donnelly, who lost his son, 18 years old, and his parents within just a few months of each other in 2021, and he has been processing that grief ever since. Uh, Jamie, again, thank you for being with us and, and sharing this story. Um, when someone when someone suffers the kind of loss that you have suffered, um, what do you think that they need to know about the best way to take care of themselves as they move through that grief? Well, I, I do know that everybody is different. And I was just thinking about this when we're on the break, that everybody's different and everybody is going to go through like no matter what I say, somebody that listens to this, that lost, you know, whoever they lost, they're going to be different. But all I can say what I did, like I like I said, like magically <laughs> I met Jenny and my work was my out. That's what I did. I just went to work. It sounds like work was almost like therapeutic for you. Yes, actually, yes, it was. It really was. And and like I said, like like Jenny and my work is what got me to where I am right now. I mean, I talked to my boss 
my boss's wife, she's like, I don't even know, Jamie, how I would not be here on this earth. Like, I don't understand. I said, I don't know, Kim. I just work. I come to work. I do my job. I need to be here for my family. Like, I, I, I said, I'm not going anywhere. I just have to try to get through this. And no matter how hard it is, you just got to get through it. What about outside of work, Jamie? Do you have any other activities, any hobbies, anything that... Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell me about that. Well, Jenny and I love the golf. She, she, her family owns a Lehman Golf Course out there in Lake Lehman. And she's better golfer to me, actually. <laughs> but I've been golfing and that that's one of her things we do in the summer. I've been playing guitar since I was 10 years old. I... I go down to Tony's Wine Cellar sometimes on a Wednesday and just do open mic night. And Jenny bought me a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful guitar, yeah. which I, and then that's very therapeutic for me because I play and sing. And, you know, I do a lot of stuff. It's not like I just sit around and do nothing. I, I, I'm a, I do stuff. And that's the other thing. You can't let the stuff go that you like to do. You got to keep doing it. And it took me a little while to do the other stuff besides work because I had to do work but the other stuff outside of work it took me a little while but I'm like what am I doing why am I not playing my guitar why am I not golfing you got to keep busy you just have to keep busy you cannot sit home or else you'll be dead you'll die I think that's a really important point because there may be someone listening who is hearing what you're saying but feeling like they don't even have the energy to go back and do the things that they once enjoyed, maybe have difficulty even getting back to work and getting back into a routine. And I, I think what you said is really yeah. important. And what might you say to somebody who's having that struggle, who feels like I can't even work up the energy to go and do those things? I was never been depressed. I don't even know that feeling at all. And that's sort of been creeping in on me, but I keep thinking, no, no, no. Get up, do something, do what you love. Jenny... Jenny never lets me sit down. She, we're always doing something, no matter what. Like, gotta keep going. You just have to, or else, you know. And I, I don't really have an answer for that because I just know what I did. Yeah. And I never really talked to other people. I did want to go to like a a group grief counseling where I can hear from other parents, whatever, that had their kids die, which I haven't done that, but. I want to see what they do because I just want to tell them what I do. You know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Tell me a little bit more about going to grief counseling because it sounds like you didn't want to go. Um, you didn't like the no. idea of going, um, but you did go. Um, yeah. How was that helpful for you? And, and how important do you think that is to be able to have a safe place where you can talk about these things? Well, at first, Jenny was saying, Jamie, are you going today? She texted me as soon as I got to work. I'm like, yes, I'm going, honey. <laughs> so she was she was keep holding you accountable, it sounds like. Yeah, but I said, hon, I'm going. I need to do this for us. I need to do this for me. I'm going. And we got down to the place. And the lady, I don't know, I'm going I'm to be honest. She, I said, oh, God, I, I don't know. I don't really like her at first. And I'm like, <laughs> And Jenny's like, knock it off, stop. You know, and Jenny came in and we sat down. I still having second thoughts. And I was like, and then two and a half hours later, <laughs> I love the lady. And I'm like, oh my God. 
And I just told my story like I'm doing to you guys. I told my story and just made me feel better. And even though I tell my story all the time to anybody who wants to hear me, that's what I was thinking. Like, what is this lady going to do for me? Because I tell my story all the time anyways, just because she's a counselor. But to be honest with you, two and a half hours later, I walked out of there with a smile on my face. I don't know. I just felt better just to get it out. Even though I do get it out, that's a funny thing for me. It was weird. I'm like, how is this helping me? But it it did in some odd reason. It did. Yeah. There's something about just being heard, right? Feeling like somebody is really listening to you and that you can just yeah. kind of pour out your heart. Um, that is good therapy in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Jamie, um, finally, I'm just thinking about people who are listening who may be going through grief of their own, whether they've lost, you know, a child, a parent, a friend, a pet, uh, whatever loss, a job, whatever it might be in their life that um, feels like a big loss to them. And I wonder what keeps you going these days? What keeps you getting up in the morning and going through your day? Well, love and my family. And Jenny, like, because I, I feel like I don't, well, I wouldn't never let them down, but I just, that's like stuck in my brain. Like, I just need to keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. I love life. I love people. I love talking. I'm, I'm a talker. I talk and talk and everybody can't ever shut me up. <laughs> I just, I love life. And I feel that even though, unfortunately, that happened to me, that my only son died, I still have to keep living for him. I want him to look down on me and say, Dad, don't be a jerk. Be good. And I'm trying to be good for him, and I'm going to do that until the day that I die. Mm. And that, that's what actually keeps me going is him, too. I keep thinking I want to see him when I hopefully, you know, I'm not really religious, but I do believe that I'm going to see him again someday and give him the hug that I give him all the time. That's what I'm hoping. And until that day, and I don't want it anytime soon. I want it. I want it when I'm ready. You know, like, even though I yearn for it now, you can't have it now. You have to wait. And that's just the way it is. Well, Jamie Donnelly, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and for your willingness to help other people who are going through similar experiences. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And we also want to thank Geisinger's Dr. Samantha Fitzgerald for her work in the area of grief and loss and her contribution to our conversations. I'm Tracy Matasek. Thanks for listening to the Mind Over Matter podcast. For more information, check out our website at wvia.org slash mindovermatter. See you next time. WVIA's Mind Over Matter, a mental health initiative, is underwritten by Geisinger. When you hear Geisinger, what comes to mind? A hospital? Doctors? Health insurance? We're all those things. But here's something you might not think of. We're also your local pharmacy. Geisinger Pharmacy isn't just for people in the hospital. It's for you. Want to fill a prescription? We've got you covered. Just need over-the-counter stuff? We've got that too. And Geisinger Pharmacy is run by your friends and neighbors. We're your local healthcare system and your local pharmacy. 